Blog Talk Radio. Does it depress you, Commissioner, to know just how alone you really are? Does it make you feel responsible for Harvey Dent's current predicament? Where is he? What's the time? What difference does that make? Well, depending on the time, he may be in one spot or several. We're going to play games. Mm. I'm going to need a cup of coffee. Ah, the good cop, bad cop routine? Not exactly. Ah. Ah. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the neck. See? You wanted me. Here I am. I wanted to see what you'd do. And you didn't disappoint. You let five people die. Then, you let Dent take your place. Even to a guy like me, that's cold. Where's Dent? Those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. And why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. But when they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. See, their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. I'm dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Where's You have all these rules, and you think they'll save you. Who's in control? I have one rule. Oh, then that's the rule you'll have to break to know the truth. Which is? The only sensible way to live in this world is without rules. And tonight, you're gonna break your one rule. I'm considering it. No, there's only minutes left, so you're gonna have to play my little game if you want to save one of them. Yeah? You know, for a while there, I thought you really were a dent. The way you threw yourself after her. Look at you go! Does Harvey know about you and his little bunny? Where are they? Killing is making a choice. Where are 
choices between one life or the other. Your friend, the district attorney. Or he's rushing by to be. You have nothing. Nothing to threaten me with. Nothing to do with all of your strength. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you where they are. Both of them. And that's the point. You'll have to choose. He's at 250-52nd Street, and she's uh, on Avenue X. That's just a look. You going? First of all, you're going to have to stick to your passions. You're going to have to be true to yourself. Number two, you got to stop thinking of yourself as human. You got to start thinking of yourself as advanced entities. See, the brain or the archetype of the collective consciousness only gives you what you think yourself it is. If you think of yourself just being a motherfucker walking around here just trying to get along and just trying to make it, then that's all you are, cattle. But if you think of yourself as those immortal beings that is prophesied and supposed to return, then your brain will send that signal to the higher you, and the higher you will produce the armor around you, although it is invisible, it protects you. See what I'm saying? I'm going to put this on the table again. Like I said, so we can get this on the tape. If you say that you are a normal open from the stoke, walking around here, you are cattle, you are property of the United States government, under the three-fifths of a human being act and they can do what the fuck they want to do with you. Right. As, as you've always been. But if you send signals to your higher God self that you are an advanced entity, come back to change this mess, then your body will grow the armor all around you. Let you know what I'm telling you about. They produce the movie this summer called Spawn. Anybody saw it? You need to go get it. Because in the movie, when the guy came, he said, listen, he said, you've been using your power when you get mad. That's how we do, we get help happening. Yeah. He said, but you need to start cultivating your energy and knowing who you are. He said, because your, your taste is a body of armor, and your suit is a body of armor. We talk about your melanin. And the more and more you think, the melanin is only set up for you to think on an advanced, immortal level. The superhero. The hero comes from what? The god Heru. And who is Heru? You are the Heru. How the hell you think they make these things? So when you start thinking of yourself at an advanced superhero level or a super Heru, Heru level, then your melody produces the type of chemical structure or the type of spiritual or etheric structure that is conducive to what the fuck you thinking. All right. Okay. It's a process in a brain computer. What is that? A melanin is a brain computer that produces what you think. But if you, it can't produce so much stuff on the lower level because the melanin is higher than that level. It only produces when you break it to a higher level and start thinking in a higher level that it produces that. That's why the white boy, even though that, who ain't already got no melanin. They teach their children, they into all the Star Wars and the superheroes and the superhero act and the comic books and all that shit. What you perceive yourself is what you are. So you got to stop perceiving yourself as just an everyday Negro. 
and start receiving yourself as sons and daughters of God. Now, ain't no way in hell no sons and daughters of God will be walking around this motherfucker talking about both. You're supposed to be ruling God's systems and universes. So, therefore, you got to start programming the melanin, which is the actual way you program the actual alchemy process. It's thought. The physical is an illusion. It doesn't exist. So, you have to program through thought. Y'all getting it? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's see. A few other things here. What time is it? Huh? Tune in. Okay. Let's, 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 let's deal with this right now. We're going to come back. We're going to come back tomorrow. Let's deal with this. If the religion that you have is designed to shut down your God principle, you can call it the archetypes of the collective unconsciousness, then what they speak against that, you, that makes you scared of is your actual, actual power. Now what I mean by that is this. We're talking about words that you think now has been turned into something negative that it wasn't before. And this is what it means. The word demon that you think is negative is your higher melanated spirit. And give you a case in point on what I'm talking about is this. A brother called me back in 95. He said, I've been going, he said, I've been, I was born with a veil. You know, that's the southern word of I was born psychic, right. or I was a seer. Right. So I was born with a veil, and I could see. He said, now, ever since I was a little boy, these damn evil spirits been following me. He said, it's about three of them. He said, all my life, he said, I done gone to all kind of people, and those particular people that I have gone to have take, told me all kinds of things to get rid of them. And, brother, they still bothering me. What do you know that I can do to stop this? And right then the spirit said, Motherfuckers, them ain't no demon. Them his motherfucking boys. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, them your boys, man. You supposed to congratulate them and say, hey, man. Mm-hmm. Shit, I understand now. I'm on such a low level to when I look up at what is God now, that scares me because it's remotely different than what I fall into. That's heaven coming to get you out of hell and you scared of heaven. I say, greet them. Pull out bases to him and tell him to come on in. He greeted the pull out bases and they came up and said, Hey, man. Lord, brother, we've been trying for 37 years to get with you. We used to hang out in a previous life, but you incarnated back into the physical and we are still on this plane. And ever since and we've been trying to get to you for years, because it's been thousands of years. But what happened was, is you were so ignorant in the other incarnation, but this time when you were born in a veil, you could see us, so therefore we figured we could visit you because you had some type of consciousness. But he was up in that orthodox Islam. It was calling them gems and shit. He said, we've been trying to get to you since you was a little boy. You are our damn partner. You see? So what you call demons is called Asgodamian. Like it or not, we all come hardwired with a complete set, 12 six-packs. Mm-hmm. The Gnostic demons are units 
of untamed natural forces within ourselves are melanated forces that we have ignored, denied, and disowned. They serve us to do, our, to do their mischief when, when our will is will and is, is ambiguous and our existence is low. After we have committed an embarrassing act of, unbelie of unbelievable stupidity, you are really referring to them when you slap yourself and say, I am my own worst enemy. As long as they are ignored, they are uh, uncontrolled, they are dangerous and hungry beasts in, in, in an abandoned zoo. Now, what this means is this. What this means is this. The ancient word for that is called agodamian, or demon, which is the melanin spirit. Which is the melanin spirit. I told you about books on Gautier. Alex Crowley said that the Gautier spirits, or those particular so-called demon spirits that the Christianity tells you not to deal with, is nothing but the leftover portions of the brain that the science tells you your ass don't use. Remember they say we only use a small portion of our brain? That's when you tap into the real deal science of the melanin and the real deal archetypes of your brain. It's so unusual in this regular, rational, mundane shit that you go through until you get scared. But that's your higher self coming and say, man, if you really tap into this shit and face your own soul, we can fuck up some shit. You see? But in order to pray for that, you got to pray to your higher self. But so to pray to God, hell, all people are God. As the Bible says, you might be praying to some black man on his front porch, and that motherfucker might be on crack. He's still a God. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to understand and talk and run it to yourself. You know what I mean when I say this? You do the shit all the time. See, the society tells your ass, people who talk to themselves is crazy. But you know you've been talking to your goddamn self for years. Just when the motherfucker comes around, you say, who are you talking to? Oh, I was saying <laughs> Why do you talk to yourself? You talk to yourself because that's your higher self you're talking to and ain't nobody around. You do it all the time. What you got to do now is you got to start referring to the energy is all, all the God that you're looking for. The higher God has made the law to put it within you. See, the only way you're going to get to me is through yourself. See, you can't get to the Father but through the Son. Not through some old motherfucker hanging on some damn cross. You worship a dead motherfucker, you screw. <laughs> Here a motherfucker that couldn't even save yourself from the crack up of the Romans, and I'm going to give the, the trust to that pastor. He's not to come better than that shit. Because I know some motherfucker white people better than that shit. <laughs> you want to Okay, okay, let me just say. The key on what I'm saying is this. We'll be back tomorrow. Is the power that you are looking for is in yourself. This is not blasphemy. This is not so-called sacrilegious. What it's saying to heaven is within. So what it is is you got to start referring to yourself. Now you 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 can't even look at it as it's an objective entity. What you got to do now is start referring to yourself as God too. You see what I'm saying? And now you got to stop doing this. So now. You don't need to be praying no more. You're supposed to do this. And this is what it says. The entities that you used to pray to, 
When you was a, a young child, they used to be your guardian. But as you become an adult or become God, they become your servants because they're only forces of elements that can only be willed and commanded by you. So all of God that you pray into, you're supposed to be telling them to get off your ass. Because it ain't a physical body as you think. It's forces of elements. Water, air, fire, earth. You understand what I'm saying? Energy. So you got to command the energy. That's what the whole, that's what Yoda, which was there. If you go get the, the picture of Horus, you'll see Heru standing on some crocodiles and you'll see the god best behind his head. That's damn Yoda. Did you see the Star Wars? Did you see they put him on the back? That was Yoda. And actually, you know what that was? That was his higher self on the inside talking to him. But Yoda said, you got to use the force all around you. This shit is authentic because he read red since the doggone books to get it and to hear all the thousand faces. Uh, the mighty set. Santana, what's up? It's more like a movement you need to be in tune with. Killer the dawn, what's good? Crack music, crack. Sentimental had cocaine in the rent Nothing sweet but all my sweets are presidential Dead yep. presidents, I'm done with residential Why that? What I mean, man, I bought my own zip code oh. Leave me alone, I go flip mode What's Don't that? care if you black with a big nose White with big toes Just how the shit goes The kid with the sick flow oh. Jewelry, got Bruce Leroy Slash Slick Rick Glow oh. Fuck is you, Negro Negro, crazy
Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Hello? Okay, good. So as the chemicals of emotion wane, the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion, and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore, to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions, and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff and how can they do that and they shouldn't speak and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because when the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal. And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, etc. and nothing gets done. Nothing over and over and over again because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so therefore, we have abandoned the project. Years go by. The same foolishness and nonsense 
and we wonder why, what happened, and somebody else that didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused.
casualties in war. Life is war. I'm not trying to say be a nasty motherfucker out there, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to lose. Why are you trying to be the one who loses? Why don't you be the one who wins? Because every time you won, you didn't realize how much you were winning. You were winning confidence. You were winning followers, friends. You were winning allies. But you allowed somebody else to tell you that the shit you was doing wasn't hot. You're built now for this shit. This is my life, yeah, you want to be man. I'm rolling through the city like I'm willing to be man. Too far ahead, you can never be man. This is my life, my life, yeah, yeah. Get your millies up for you in a rough. I love too much meat, you can double cup. Hit the stir fry for the camera. Better keep up, you need stamina. If you really reflect on where you've been and all the shit you've been through, this shit right now, this is easy. I've been through that. Haters to me are like cheerleaders with dirty pom-poms. If a motherfucker ain't hating on you, you're doing something wrong. But when haters hate on you, check this out. A motherfucker in the street, they know what it is a hater. Because we all know haters and we know the motherfucker they talking about is the motherfucker we should fuck with. This is my life, yeah, you wanna be mad I'm rolling through the city like I'm willing to be mad Too far ahead, you can never be mad This is my life, my life, yeah, yeah Get your millies up for you in a rough I love too much meat, you can double cup Hit the stir fry for the camera Better keep up, you need stamina
niggas, I come home and now I don't tell nobody. They getting temporary going, I don't tell nobody. So will you tell me if I change? I won't tell nobody. I wanna go back to Jermaine and I don't tell nobody. This is the part that the thugs skip. Young nigga never had love, you know. Foot massage, back rub shit. Blowing bubbles in the bathtub shit. That is until I met you. Together we done watched years go by. Seen the river, your tears go by. Got me thinking about some kids still. I tell them hoes come through. Get to know somebody and you really learn a lot about them. Won't be long before you start to doubt them. Tell yourself you're better off without them. Then in time you will find can't walk without them. Can't talk without them. Can't breathe without them. Came here together, you can't leave without them. So you walk back in like a scene about them. On your A. Marie, it's just one thing about them. It's called love. Niggas don't sing about it no more. Don't nobody sing about it no more. No more. It's called love. Niggas don't sing about it no more. Don't nobody sing about it no more. For that nigga in the club singing To the window, to the wall My nigga round with that Got bitches out of my mind hours in the morning or that's a lot of time well if I can overcome myself at the beginning of the day the rest of my day is easy and right that's what you do you spend two hours in the morning I allow for two hours okay you I still get up at 4 a.m. and that well this morning time? I was up at 3 okay because I'm on the wrong time zone right but if you I'm like, up you like the 4 a.m. slot because my brain waves are just right I don't have to work as hard yeah my body's a little fatigued but I'm between worlds and so I've just I, I you know my body's a little tired but I get up and do it and to me, I allow for two hours. Sometimes I can nail it in 45 minutes or an hour, and sure, I'm done. Other times, I'm on the wrong time zone. I have meetings all day long. i got a lot going on, and I'm just not going to fall prey to that common state of thinking. And that looks like meditation, affirmations in your mind, visualization. It's, it's the work that we do. It's okay. the work that we do. And the first part in truly creating a new personal reality is overcoming your present personality. <laughs> you got to get beyond the normal thinking patterns, the normal uh, urges of action and habits. 
to get beyond certain emotions that are residuals from the day before. That's the work right there. That's the part you have to overcome. So some days you just kind of slip in and it's magic because you've been practicing like having a great golf game or a great tennis game or a great run or, or, or uh, a great session of knitting. You're just, you're in your groove. Other days you got to work a little bit more for it. And for me, what I've learned is those hard days, the days that are the most challenging, are always the most rewarding. Because now, you're uncompromising to an outcome. And if it takes you an hour to get beyond yourself, to find the present moment, because that's the only place where the unknown exists, the familiar emotions and hardwired patterns of the past are the known, the predictable future in trying to forecast the feeling of every event in our life people do unconsciously is also the known. There's only one place where the unknown exists, and that's the present moment. You so, call it the generous present moment. Yeah, and I've just done it enough times, and there are plenty of people in our work that have done it enough times to know when you're there and when you're not. Okay. And when you're not, it's very obvious, because you, you've been there enough times. So, so you're separating your old story from yourself, and you're separating your focus on the future, and you're being... It's just like hitting a tennis ball in a sweet spot. Okay. You lock into something and that wholeness starts to happen and now you're no longer creating from polarity or duality or opposites. You know, like, you know, people, you know, people, they create when they see they don't have something. Whether, hey, nice suit, I want one of those, right? And the moment I see that you have a nice suit and I start thinking, I want one of those, my brain naturally starts putting me in the equation. Next thing you know, I'm wearing your suit. Well, that's because we're wired to do that. So then we have this natural ability to create. The problem is, is after you imagine that, you open your eyes and you don't have it, people experience more lack. Well, we're not that good yet. <laughs> so then the act of practicing enough times and beginning to create the state in which you're so connected to the energy of your future. Now think about this. You're so connected to the energy of your future, you're no longer looking for it or waiting for it. You feel like it's already happened. The moment you get upset in traffic, the moment you start judging a coworker, you just disconnected from the energy of your future, and now you're back to the energy of your past. Now, if you tell me it was that person that did it to you, I'd say to you, oh, you're back to the unconscious program of being a victim again. So then the person then goes, oh, when did I fall from you know, that state? When did I lose it? Oh, it happened at three o'clock today. The next time that happens, what can I do differently? Now the person's moving through their challenges in their life with coherence, with rhythm. They're starting to begin to make strides and that they're no longer knee-jerking to the people in their life that, that they've used emotionally to reaffirm their identity. Now this is the work because you look around to see if anybody's doing it and you don't see anybody else doing it. It's kind of this kind of lonely moment where you're realizing that I'm the only one doing this. That's that kind of moment that you realize that nobody understands you but you, right? And you can't even ask your friends for their opinion because they're going to give you their opinion based on their own experiences. And it's that kind of moment where you have to draw in all your resources and, and begin to make up your mind. And uh, I've interviewed uh, hundreds and hundreds of people that have healed themselves from all kinds of health conditions. And one of the most important elements uh, that I see over and over again is when the person said, I just got to this point in my life where I made up my mind.
Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On Evolution Radio.
information on you. Um, got a seminar coming up. It's going to be in St. Louis. All right. Uh, you can register at the door. Um, I'll probably have a link up beforehand, but right now we're doing door registration. So if you want to come out, it's going to be on the 23rd of October. You can come out, come holler at me, come get some information. We're going to be going into a lot of great stuff uh, for that particular day. All right. So um, we're just going to hop into it today. There's a couple of things I want to touch on today. We won't we won't be too long, but I wanted to touch on um, this whole topic of equal protection under the law, right? And who has what they call equal protection, right? Because equal protection is an important thing, and it's part of the first section of the 14th Amendment. And as much as we say that the 14th Amendment um, shouldn't exist, it does exist. Um, the states signed on to the 14th Amendment. Therefore, they are bound by it. Um, so the clause took effect in 1868, and it provides um, that in no state can deny any person equal protection, right? Now, they say, well, that's only within its jurisdiction. Okay, all right, cool. So then there's what we call... Um, extraterritorial jurisdiction, right? So you have different jurisdictions in which there can be equal protection, right? But one of the things that they forgot, okay, was that they were bound by the Constitution, okay, which there's the Supremacy Clause. So then the Supremacy Clause says that they have to follow the treaties, right? And so no more is to to wound a U.S. citizen, no U.S. citizen is to wound a more, right? And likewise, right? So you know, we, we start looking at our treaties. And then there's a lot of treaties, like the Treaty of Gent, Treaty of Peace of Friendship, Treaty of Tripoli, all types of different treaties, right? But um, they have something called permissible discrimination, right? And it's important to remember that a government is allowed to discriminate against individuals as long as discrimination satisfies the equal protection analysts, right? So the Fifth Amendment is what they call due process. And the due process clause requires the United States government practice equal protection so the 14th amendment equal protection clause requires states to practice equal protection okay so equal protection forces a state to govern impartially and then not to draw any distinction between uh the individual solely on on the difference that um, you know based on his race or nationality okay and they're irrelevant to a legitimate governmental object okay so Equal protection clauses are crucial to the protection of your rights. Okay, and you know, like one time I had an issue, and I had to I had to call them peoples out because um, it was a property issue, right? And they got there and told me, "Oh, it's not a property issue; it's a civil issue." Okay, so they tried to play me, and they didn't they didn't want to um, 
you know, they didn't want to give me equal protection under the law. So it becomes a fucking problem, uh, you know, if you don't know what your rights are, right, and you don't know how to enforce these shirts. So I really wanted to dive into this today because what we're talking about is uh, a domestic, economic, political um, equalitarian ideology, all right? Um, equal protection is supposed to force a state to govern impartially, not to draw a distinction between an individual, okay, um, on 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 the basis of what they believe in, on the basis of what their nationality is, right, or any of that. So a state has an inherent right, okay. Um, this is why you see a lot of uh, so-called quote-unquote black people being abused by the police. But then you become a moor, and the police don't want to deal with you, so then they don't want to give you protection. They, they don't want to meet you in the middle, right? So it almost forces you to have to gain some sense of protection, right? So when an individual believes that either the federal government or the state government has violated the individual's guaranteed equal rights, the individual is able to bring a lawsuit against the government. Or some type of infringement on their rights They call this your redress for grievance right? So based on um, The type of discrimination that's alleged The individual Will first need to prove that the government Body actually discriminated against the individual So then the individual Will need to prove that the government um, And their actions Resulted in actual harm To the individual You understand? So after providing this, the court typically will scrutinize the governmental action in one of three ways, right, to determine whether the government um, and their actions were actually permissible to begin with. So you have strict scrutiny, okay? Strict scrutiny is a form of judicial review where the courts use um, to determine the constitutionality of what they did, right? So strict scrutiny is often used by courts when a plaintiff sues the government for discrimination. So to pass strict scrutiny, legislator has to pass laws, right? Um, what they call compelling interest, right? Compelling governmental interest, and they they have to basically be tailored. Laws have to be tailored to the law to achieve that interest, right? So strict scrutiny is the highest standard of review in which a court will use to evaluate. The constitutionality of the government's discrimination. So the other two standards are what they call intermediate uh, intermediate scrutiny. Okay, and when we talk about like intermediate scrutiny, this is this is also a court test, and it determines the statute's constitutionality. So this is where your 5.1 comes in, your Rule 5.1, the constitutional challenge, all that, right? So intermediate scrutiny, okay, is only invoked when the state or federal government passes a statute which negatively affects certain protected classes. So you see, when you are more, you are in a protected class, which means that the U.S. federal government at the highest level of government is supposed to step in and protect you. And your state as well, right? Because your state's bound to the federal government. You understand what I'm saying? So intermediate scrutiny is only invoked when a state or a federal government passes a statute which negatively affects Certain classes of people So I want you to think of this right? Think of um, um, uh, uh, Ex post facto law Right 
okay? Because ex, that's exactly what ex post facto is, right? So to pass intermediate scrutiny, the, the challenge law, number one, it has to further an important governmental interest, okay? And then number two, it must do so by means that are substantially related to that interest, okay? So as the name implies, intermediate scrutiny is a little bit less rigorous than strict scrutiny, okay? So intermediate scrutiny is equal protection, okay? It's equal protection, so it beats you right in the middle, but but it challenges classifications, okay? So some courts sometimes refer to intermediate scrutiny by other names, such as uh, heightened scrutiny. So if you look at heightened scrutiny, um... You, you got you actually can look at uh, the Supreme Court case. It's um, Silburn versus Silburn, City of Silburn versus Texas. Go look at that, right? Or they call it sometimes they call it the rational basis with bite, right? And a rational basis, you know, is what was this done on a rational basis? Was that person thinking rationally? So when referred to by these names, the courts would typically use the same. Scrutiny, right? That they use um, with other shit. So, okay. So, just to give you an idea, right? So, when we talk about protected classes, and I talked about this before, right? Because um, when you're more, right, you go into what they call a protected class. You understand? So, black is a protected class. White is a protected class. More is a protected class. These are all protected classes, right? So, so when we talk about protected classes, um, children born out of wedlock, okay, protected classes, okay, Asians, protected classes. When you have a nationality, you become in a certain type of protected class, okay, where you're then protected fully, okay. So when when you just claim, oh, I'm just black or I'm just white, those are just titles. So under that 14th Amendment. So you only have certain protection, which means that they give you equal protection to protected classes. Okay, so this is why you got to specify a nationality. This is why you got to come forward. Hey, I'm a Moor. Or I'm part of a tribe. Okay, or I'm this or I'm that. Okay, certain classes, protected classes of people. Okay. Um. So when we talk about things, we can look at Brown versus Board of Education, right? That was a big deal, right? Equal protection under the 14th Amendment. So um, no state can deny to any person equal protection. So with respect to racial equality, right? So you think about Brown versus Board of Education, right, which basically ushered in the modern conception of equal protection clauses, right? Um, you could trace that story right, of the Constitution, all the way back to segregation, right? When they were segregating schools. Matter of fact, I, I spoke to a lady yesterday who told me that um, some schools, even in the free state of Kansas, wasn't desegregated up until 79. Okay? We're talking about years after they did the segregation shit, the desegregation shit, all right? So, um, if you look at the case U.S. West Incorporated versus United States, right? The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals used the intermediate scrutiny thing for a federal statute, right, which prohibited telephone companies from providing video programming to subscribers. So the U.S. West, Co- uh, West Coast, West Coast, West Court held that um, in order to pass the first prong 
right, important governmental interests of intermediate scrutiny for the First Amendment issue, the government must demonstrate that recited harms are real, not merely conjecture, and that the regulation will, in fact, alleviate these harms. So this is where they do the 12B6 at, right? They'll they'll try to 12B6 you and throw you out of court if you can't prove that you was harmed in some type of way, right? Okay, so that's what they call rational basis. Are you proving something on a rational basis? So the court determines scrutiny, okay, um, by the individual, right? Um, so then they, they look at your actions and then they look at the state's actions, right? And this, this relies on legal precedent to determine which level of scrutiny to use. So it's important to note that courts have combined elements of two of the three tests to create what they call the ad hoc test. So the ad hoc is a phrase for the purpose, uh, which means only, right, for this purpose only. So it's a literal translation from Latin, which means to this, so, uh, when we talk about ad hoc, right, uh, you look at the Ninth Circuit Court, you can look at the case of Schmidt versus Contra. So, ad hoc is a decision uh, where one is taken based on the circumstances of a particular case. So, it's called an ad hoc decision, right? So, when we're looking at stuff and we're talking about um, discrimination and shit like that, you got to look at this thing as a whole, right? So, like I told you earlier, it's a domestic, economic, political, um, equalitarian ideology, right, of what they call war propaganda, right, which basically was presented to the United States as a, a champion of democracy, right, which engaged in death struggles, right, with with racist people, right, people who, who, who wanted to see people dead because of what they believed in, okay? So... Understand that pragmatic propaganda interest, right, in what they call idealism, okay, um, were 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 the the, the 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 groundwork, right, for for your your Negro uh, your Negro suffrage movement, your women's movement, uh, yeah, the whole LGBT movement, all of that, right. All of that is under equal protection. So don't think that equal protection is not supposed to protect the Moors as well, whether you 14th Amendment citizen or not, because the state signed on under the Supremacy Clause to protect everybody. Okay? So some of the crises that were imposed, right, we're talking about wartime integration. You go back and you think of, um, you can go all the way back and think of uh, back in, I think it was the 50s or so, when you had a bunch of Asians coming over here, right? And they was putting Asians in camps. Okay? That wasn't right. Okay? But, um, they was doing it, right? And they said, okay, well, anybody who who is this race, they got to go to a camp until we figure out who they are. At what point does that become okay, right? That's uh, discrimination in a higher form. So, um, some of the crises, right, when we talk about wartime integration, took place on an official level. So in a series of executive orders that were done by President Roosevelt and his administration, okay, you can go back as far as that, um, they wrote that no discrimination clauses, right, um, were, were to be put in war or in war contracts, okay? So you never know when these people are at war, 
They 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 claimed war on the Negro. They called yourself Negro, then they claimed war on you. They, and they they actually said that. That's what they said. They said that the Negroes' altered role was no more mere a matter of a new deal. So when they did the new deal, um, their radical idealism. It was a point of view which had been thoroughly absorbed by the working politicians of both parties. To call yourself a Negro. That's why it's so important to know who you are. Okay? So it's hardly open to question whether or not um, the flow of Democratic and Republican people, right, in a high court that could have could have known that, um, you know, the Negro, right, was under a protected class. Because like, today you can't discriminate against somebody who calls himself black, right? You have a problem. We have a bigger problem than a little bit. Start talking about Black Lives Matter and shit like that. Okay, so they call this. This is what's known as um, entrance or interest convergence, right? And I'm I'm giving y'all this shit so y'all can understand how equal protection works, right? Because this is important. Everybody wants to do their nationality. This is important. This is this is this is key. Okay. Um, so interest interest convergence, right? It's a theory. Um, and basically, this, this theory is a thesis, right, that black progress only occurs when the interests of whites converge with those on blacks. So basically saying that black people can only progress, or people of color can only progress, or moors, or whatever you call yourself, if you don't look white, they say that you can only progress and make progress when a, when a white person steps in to help you with that progress. That's interest convergence. Oh, my interests converge with yours, so then we can make progress. Y'all know how messed up that is. Okay. They suggested that Brown was made possible by the changes in the interest of white elites. And that's Brown versus Board of Education. Right? So they're saying that, oh, it was of the best interest for us to combine black people and white people Right, and desegregate schools. That the elites came up with that shit. Let me tell you something. You go read Brown versus Board of Education. What's it tell you? It tells you that blacks can go to school with blacks, whites can go to school with whites. Blacks couldn't go to school with blacks, I mean with whites, whites couldn't go to school with blacks. But then what did it say further? It said that Moors and the people called Indians to have their own schools. And then it said that blacks couldn't attend those schools for Moors unless they asked for permission, and that whites couldn't attend the school for Moors unless they asked for permission. But, so let's get it real real clear here. They made a distinction a long time ago. These people know who Moors are. They know who you are. But let's not play like they don't. All right, so um, when, when we're talking about the whole thing of equal protection, okay, you got to understand that precedents are always set on equal protection, right, under the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay, so you got Roe versus Wade, you got Reed versus Reed, you got Brown versus Board of Education, you got University of California versus Bake. Okay, all of these deal with race. Okay. 
and then with the race theory, the doctrine of separate but equal. Okay, go look at Plessy versus Ferguson. Okay. Um, you know, I even dealt with the question is the segregation of children in public schools solely on the basis of race, even though the physical facilities and other tangible factors may be equal, deprive the children of the minority group of equal educational opportunities. Right? Now, you gotta ask yourself, you got kids, right? I'm sure most of y'all do. Did you, do you want your kids going to school? Um, you know, with just one race or one nationality, or do you want them to have some culture? And, and then when we say culture, right, what does culture really mean? Because culture can be looked at on in different levels, right? Uh, I'm cultured within my own culture, or I'm cultured within the culture of other cultures, right? You have to ask yourself, what what is culture? All right, so let me see if I can give y'all. Um, legal legal cultures, right? So legal cultures are described as being temporary outcomes of interactions that occur pursuant to challenges and response paradigms, right? So the, the expression legal culture, right, it refers to uh, attitudes, your values, your expectations uh, with regard to the law and legal institutions. So every man, they say that every man and woman in society has at least some opinion on this subject about the judges, about courts, about the Supreme Courts, lawyers, but that the expression as the word, quote, culture implies, it refers not only so much to individuals as to the generalization of those individuals um, about the opinion and the values and the members of distinct groups of people, distinct classes of people, categories, uh, jurisdictions, right? So one can speak about legal culture of men as opposed to women, blacks as opposed to whites, or salespeople, teachers, drug addicts, drug dealers, or people who live on farms, right? So it may also be possible to make statistical generalizations about particular countries. Okay. To talk about American legal culture as, a pool, as opposed to um, Portuguese or Korean or, 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 or any other type of legal culture. Okay, so you got to be able to distinguish between external and internal legal culture. So the internal legal culture is the legal culture of the members of society inside a legal system. So what's your culture, right? So then, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show y'all something, right? All right, so culture. If you look at the word culture, right? Culture is the customary beliefs social forms, material traits, or racial, religious, and social groups also characterizes features of everyday existence, such as diversion or your way of life shared by people in a place or time. The set of shared attitudes, values, or goals, practices characterizes an institutional organization. Now, I'm going to say this, right, because how many of your states, right, because we're talking about set values here, we're talking about conventions, social practices, right, um, activities. How many of your states have made laws, right, where they where they actually say, "Hey, these are the Moors, and 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 these people are protected class." How many states have done that? Maybe a handful of states have done that, where they recognize Moors, right? Philly, Kansas is one. Okay, um, 
uh, the Carolinas is another. Right, so Pennsylvania, Kansas, Carolinas, a few different places have recognized Moors, right? So ask yourself, though, if it wasn't for the federal government stepping in and creating treaties, number one, because they had to make treaties because they were getting discriminated against. Let's not forget that. So they made treaties with the Moors, and then – uh, in addition to making treaties with the Moors, then they did stuff like protected classes of persons, or what they call protégés, because they are they have protégé programs for Moors. Okay, so if, if it wasn't for the federal government stepping in, right, and telling the states, "No, nah, wait a minute, we gotta put y'all asses in check," right, because the states gotta fall in line. Y'all want that? Y'all want that money that the federal government sends you every year for creating their U.S. citizens? Then you're going to follow every other thing according to the oath you took, according to the oath they took in the federal government, and according to the supremacy clause, which means that you're going to leave people to fuck alone. You're going to let people uh, have liberty and freedom and justice and equal protection. Okay? See, liberty under the law extends to the full range of conduct, which the individual is free to pursue, and it cannot be restricted except for proper governmental objectives. You understand that? This was done in the court case. Okay? They said the classification, all right, based solely upon race, must be scrutinized with a particular care. Since they are to the contrary to our traditions, and hence constitutionality suspect. Okay, as long ago as 1896, the court declared the principle quote that the Constitution of the United States, in its present form, forbids so far as civil and political rights concern discrimination by the general government and by the state against the citizen because of his race, nationality, race. You understand that? What is race? You can't just call somebody black and say, oh, that's who they are. That, that doesn't define a distinct group of people. That defines – it might define somebody's phenotype, but you don't call Asians yellow people, right? That would be discriminatory. So don't call somebody that's born with black or brown skin black or brown. That might not be how they describe themselves, just like a white person may not call themselves white. They may call – matter of fact, how many white people you know say, oh, I'm just white? Most of them give you their nationality. Oh, I'm Irish. Oh, oh, I'm French. Oh, I'm Scandinavian. That's, they do. They go and do that shit. Oh, I'm German. They do that, right? Only people who, who go by fucking colors, generally, typically, are people who describe themselves as quote African American. Okay. So then look at the case Buchanan versus Worley, right? U.S. 60. The court held that a statute, okay, which limited the right of property or the property owner to convey his property to a person of another race was as an unreasonable discrimination and denial of due process. I'll say it again. The court held that a statute which limited the right of a property owner to convey his property to a person of another race was as an unreasonable discrimination, a denial of due process. You don't gotta convey shit to nobody if you don't want to. 
Okay, so although the court has not assumed to define liberty with any precision, the term is not confined to mere freedom from bodily restraint. Liberty under law extends to the full range of conduct which the individual is free to pursue, and it cannot be restricted except for the proper governmental objective. Segregation is the public education is not reasonably related to any proper governmental objective. Okay, so public education is not reasonably related to any problemental government objective, and thus it imposes on Negro children of the District of Columbia a burden that constitutes an arbitrary deprivation of their liberty and violation of the due process clause. Okay, then they go on to say that the Fifth Amendment, which is applicable to the District of Columbia, does not contain an equal protection clause. As does the 14th Amendment, which applies only to the states. But the concepts of equal protection and due process, both stemming from our American idea of fairness, are not mutually exclusive. So the equal protection of laws is more explicit of a safeguard of prohibited unfairness than the due process of law. And that, therefore, we do not imply that there are always interchangeable phrases, but as the court has recognized, discrimination may also Excuse me, may be unjustifiable as to violate due process. Okay. Y'all gotta really take your time with this nationality shit. That's why I'm going through this. This ain't no joke, this ain't no game. Unless you wanna get out here and get discriminated against. Okay, you better learn the constitution. You better learn what your rights are, you better learn how they look at shit, right? Because they regard the decisions of the Supreme Court. They'll look at the decisions of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court goes back and look, looks at precedent. And it depends on which Supreme Court we're talking about, right? So the original Constitution does not mention education. Neither does the 14th Amendment or any other amendment. So the debates, right, preceding the submission of the 14th Amendment show that there was no intent that it should that it should affect the system of education maintained by the states, right? You're supposed to have free education, right, for all people. And then if certain people choose to create their own schools, right, you have to ask for permission. It ain't no different than going to a private school. All right, my, I want my kid to go to this private school. All right, cool. Then you got to ask for permission. He may need to take a test, and we're going to need some money from your ass. Okay. So the unwarranted exercise of power by a court, contrary to the Constitution, creates chaos and confusion in the states principally affected. So it is destroying the amicable relations between the white and Negro races that have been created through 90 years of patient effort by the good people of both races. It is planned hatred and suspicion where there has been here, heretofore friendship and understanding. We're supposed to you listen, man. That whole um, separate but equal shit is bullshit. Let me let me just let me let me just say that because everybody is equal, and if you choose to separate yourself, cool, you can do that. But it doesn't mean that it has to be forced on you, right? Forcing uh, 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 kids of color, right? Um, or you know, let, let, let's just call them African Americans, right? Because that's what that's what people like to call themselves these days. It changes every twenty years. But forcing African Americans to stay in the hood and not be able to go to school with Jews or Italians or white folks or, or other races in other nicer neighborhoods is discrimination. Okay, yeah, separate but equal. How about just equal? 
And if you choose to separate, that's on you. Okay. Take some time, man. Really look at Brown versus Board of Education, all right? All right. So it's Friday, man. I ain't going to, you know, this, this ain't Sunday show. But I wanted to drop this on, on y'all because this is important, man. This is really important when we're talking about your nationality, when we're talking about uh, you know, how you protect your rights, how you, how you stay above the fray when it comes to the bullshit that these people pull, right? Not kidding with y'all. This is this information ain't for the it ain't for the faint of heart, right? And it requires some due diligence on everybody's part to work together, right? No matter who you are, equal equal protection under the law includes Moors. It includes quote unquote black people. It includes quote unquote white people. It includes Asians. It includes Jews. It includes everybody. If you in this country, you're supposed to have protection. And when we say this country, I'm talking about the landmass. Don't forget, America is a is technically a country of countries, but we still have the landmass here. There's there's territorial jurisdiction. There's extraterritorial jurisdiction. Some people just like this is why they put um you know they put the Native Americans on reservations, but then they wanted to keep jurisdiction over them, right? And then these people fight so hard to have their own. Jurisdiction, but they under their trust relationship. You got to be under your own trust relationship. All right, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll come back and open up the call lines, man. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one nine four. You want to holler at me? We live and direct. Today is Friday. Happy Holy Day to all my Muslims, Muslims and Moors. All right, I'll be on the radio on Sunday. You can holler at me, make commerce dot com for you to get with me. We got a seminar coming up, St. Louis. Okay, yeah, my man Solid Child said the white, the white Jesus syndrome. <laughs> um, but he said, how can colors be part of a protected class that have no standing in law? That's a great question, right? That's why national. Listen, they had to give people who who classified themselves as colored equal protection under the Fourteenth Amendment, right? Because that's where equal protection is for that group of people. But remember, the supremacy clause gives equal protection to those under treaties as well. Okay? Your treaty, that's where your treaty relationships come in play at. Right? So you, you can't tell somebody who, who's not a boar, right? Oh, you don't have equal protection. You're not you're not in protected class. Right? You don't you don't get protection because they choose to call themselves that. Their ignorance is, is sometimes people's ignorance ain't their fault. They ain't been taught correctly. Right, but as they say, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Okay, cool, but it doesn't give you the right to discriminate against any group of people. It don't give you. It's like it don't give the KKK the right to go out and hang people. It doesn't give. It don't give niggas the right to go out and shoot each other. They still gonna come get your ass. You, you know, you you want to harm somebody? They still gonna come get you. They still gonna come pick you up. I don't give a fuck if you are more or not. They gonna come pick you up. You don't have jurisdiction over that. They gonna come get you. So you got to do right by people. You got to treat people with dignity, respect, honor, all of that shit, all the way across the board. Right? We'll be right back. You on the bottle? Uh, you on the open for a Friday? A nigga like me, man. It's my fun game. I love the hustle, man. Be feeling like one of the ball playing niggas, you know, like Bird, Magic, or something. Yeah, you know, a nigga got dope. 
nigga could leave the league. But if I leave, Uh, get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Yeah, bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pimpin' I do the talking, you do the listen Block is just clicking, pockets is different And I just had no pots to piss in How you hide, but your pockets over Game over when I say it's over Pull it over, pull it over Bad bitch in the Range Rover I might do you all my sneakers Just came from Costa Rica You posted this fucker, why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her On the check, spell my name right Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight The plug gave me extra bricks Cause he know that I came right You can't bring around a wrist life They start stealing when they next to shit 40 Glock got an extra clip in the bed with an extra bitch. It's just a view, it's just a view. The sky ain't the limit to me. Always looking over my shoulder before I get into my feet. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Stay rich, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, bottom line. Chain watches, they all bright, but I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Came to win, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun, I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I ain't have shit, but I made it work After we fuck, I made it twerk Open the trap in January, shit got ready, don't made it first Came through his block in a Hellcat I am the shit that you smell at See, I am the shit that you smell at The street screaming, I rail back Bring me some salmon after the sushi This is the preview, here come the movie Open the law, continue to bless me But I don't be wearing no kofi My body different, baby, here and up Missing baby, we starting these cars, we starting this cars, no keys in the ignition, baby. They dragging my name through the mud. They saying that I'm money hungry, I'm money hungry, but I came for the love. Plus I came with some thugs. I'm on the boat drinking my ties. How to rob by, I fly by. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, but I got a death uh, fly. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Stay rich, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, bottom line. Chain watches, they all bright, but I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Came to win, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, yeah. Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Uh, I was trying to make it out of hellhole Now I'm spending thousands out on Melrose Walked a hundred thousand miles in my shell soles 
Now when I take pictures, still got my gel pose. Bumping elbows with killers and lifers. I rather chillin' the projects, fuck chillin' on righteous. Just cause you ain't gotta be active, they still go indictus. My hand catching cramp counting shit, feel like arthritis. I really don't write it, she saw me, now she feelin' excited. I caught a tan on a speedboat from Graham to a kilo. First class in London, I was drunk walking through Heathrow. TSA was on me, smellin' dope, all in my peacoat. Breathe slow, as it so. I got that shit on. Just dreamin' about the day when I would get on. Watch Frozen with my daughter, understandin' shit my wrist on. I did it for myself, I double back and put my click on. I came up from nothing, I really did it off the block. Shoot for the stars, I just pray that I don't get shot. I know they envy me. I paid for two to plug, set me three. I beat that pussy like an NPC. I'm one in millions, my nigga from the beginning. I'm glamorous, and I'm only sparing women and children. New form without no selling. Ain't to speak what I'm feeling. Such an amazing feeling. They put a check on his noggin and gotta pay me to kill him. I relate to the realest. Pray for whoever missing. I got the truth walking through. Can't boost the special. Sell a fame baggy, yellow brick. Meet the west. Remember, the B Wu Tang. You need I came up from nothing, I really did it off the block. Shoot for the stars, I just pray that I don't get shot. I know they envy me. I paid for two to plug, set me three. I beat that pussy like an NPC. Whoever thought that you'd be rich, uh. Whoever thought that you'd be lit. Whoever thought you pull up, blunted in that thing. Bunch of guns all in the crib. Spent a little under, hundreds for the rest. Where I come from, every summer it was lit. This Cuban got my neck hurting. Your neck working, you ain't networking. You too focused on the next person. Mommy texting me about her next birthday. Aim for the head, you hope that vest working. No design of the damn sweatshirt. Taking all them nights I ate alone. Stayed in the angry zone. Learning war tactics from Game of Thrones. You knew my life, you would have been shell shocked. This just a training day, no Denzel watch. I really did sell blocks. I pumped sour, watch my friends sell rocks. You live this life, you would have been shell shocked. Denali got hot, was in and out the rental spot. I'm calling Virgil, I don't win those shots. I came off from nothing, I really did it off the block. Shoot for the stars, I just pray that I don't get shot. I know they envy me. I paid for two to plug, sent me three. I beat that pussy like an NPC. I came off from nothing, I really did it off the block. Shoot for the stars, I just pray that I don't get shot. I know they envy me. I paid for two to plug, sent me three. I beat that pussy like an NPC. Listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more. All right, we back. We back. Let's go to um, sort of call lines. We talk about equal protection today. So 602 396 on the line. Peace, more peace, peace. 602. Peace, more. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm wonderful, magnificent, and great, good, man. Absolutely. How, how you doing? Holiday. Happy holiday, good, man. Happy holiday, too. Oh, yeah, chilling, chilling. Just tapped in, man. See what you were doing. Um, Absolutely. Tapped in. Yeah, you said now. Now I was listening in uh, as you was reading. You, you, we under the Equal Protections uh, Act, right? Yeah. So if you look under Equal Protection, right? Yeah. So if you look under Equal Protection, it comes up initially under the Fourteenth Amendment, right? And it talks about protected classes. So the states 
have to protect certain classes of people, right, under equal protection. So that, that doesn't exclude the state giving the protection to Moors as well, because the state's under the 14th Amendment, which means that they got to follow the supremacy clause, which deals with the treaties, your supreme laws of the land. See what I'm saying? So they wrote, they wrote equal protection in there. So you got to think about it, right? When they gave black folks so-called freedom from being prisoners of war after the Civil War, right, they, they then admitted them into the government. So when they admitted them into the government, they had to give these groups of people equal protection because before that, all you had was the treaties, right, essentially. So the treaties protected the Moors. And, and just like the treaty with Gent protected the English, right? And it protected uh, Americans, right? Because there was that war too. So when they did the 14th Amendment, the 14th Amendment was to protect the other groups of people who they had then admitted to the government. Because you think about um, that whole case with, uh, with Dred Scott. Dred Scott didn't have equal protection because he was a slave. He was a slave born in Missouri. He was from Missouri. So, they, and he went to another state. He went to a free state. He was like, well, I want, I'm from I'm from this state. I go to a free state. I should be free now. And they was like, ah, not so much. So that's why the 14th Amendment is important for people who ain't claiming that they move. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, so, but... Okay, I get what you're saying, but like with the Dred Scott's case, even though they told him that he wasn't, they never told him how to come and what he was. That was the problem, and they ain't gonna tell you. You gotta think about that. They ain't gonna tell you how to come forward because then that would be repugnant to what they, you know, what they job. Their job ain't to teach you the law. Their job is to administrate it uh, and adjudicate. Right? And, and remember, most times, nine times out of ten, they, they're using precedent. So what's the precedent for more? Well, then we got to go look at the treaties. Well, what's the precedent for African Americans? Well, they're going to go look at the case law, and they're going to go look at the 14th Amendment. And then they say, okay, well, is this person in a protected class? Because you got to think you, you're African American, and then they discriminate against you. Right? What, what's your recourse? Well, your recourse is, is to go file a discrimination suit, right? And that, they call them civil rights suits. So most people are going to use the Civil Rights Act that was done in, in the 60s. But what about the Civil Rights Act that was done in the 18, uh, was, I think it was 1865, I think it is? Civil Rights Act of, let me see here, I'll tell you. I, we we want to be on point here. Let me pull it up. Civil Rights Act of 18... I think it was 18, it might have been 1870. Uh, Civil Rights Act of 1875. Oh, okay. And then he would have... Oh, 1866. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a couple different ones. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Been a minute since I pulled that one up. 1866, yeah. So... I mean, you got you gotta think about that shit, right? What what the hell was going on in eighteen sixty six that was different from today? You still had people who was called civilians. You still had 
people who were Civil War too. You know what I'm saying? You still had citizens. Yeah, you still said somebody usurping the government. Yeah. Taking advantage of people. So, so you, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the, I think about who, who issues you the passport. Technically, the state was always supposed to be the one who issued the passport. But because the state's under the 14th Amendment, the, the federal government issues the passport and then gives you the nationality of your state. So then you become a national of your state, and then you have a nationality as well. So your first nationality is to your state, even before they call you a moor. Well, where did you come out of your mama's water at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you was born in yeah. Virginia, you were a Virginian. You were born in Arizona, you were Arizona. And then you were yeah, okay, yeah. He's, he's a moor. You know, you know what I'm saying? So the Equal Protection Clause extends to everybody. It ain't just to... Uh, you know, even if you claim, hey, I ain't a 14th Amendment citizen, okay, cool. So what are you? Oh, okay, you're you, you, uh, you a national of your state? Okay, great. So then that means that you're falling under the state constitution of the of your home state. And then it goes further to extend, are you, do you have a treaty relationship? Okay, yeah, that's how you attire me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. You can't be out here on no bullshit because, you know, you know, people think, oh, I'm exempt, you know, from, from the laws because I'm a moor. Right? Okay. You go out here and, and trying to harm somebody and see what happens, see if they don't come get you in your group. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of shit. Like, so these people don't play around. They, they will right. still find a way to try to assert jurisdiction over you if they can you know, and, and people don't believe it, bro, but we still in a time period where a lot of these states want to still act like slave states. Go out to California Man. and see if you can carry a gun around. We're, we're talking about the wild, wild west, where everybody had a gun at one point in time out there. Gun Yeah, or try to go to New York and carry a gun. You know what I'm saying? So it makes a difference. And that's crazy. Super crazy. Oh, man. This shit is, uh... So basically the only thing we could do is, is, is just stand in line, man, and keeping their ass in order and knowing they, they boundaries, man. You got it. Knowing they boundaries. Your square. And know, and know yeah. what their boundaries are, right? You know, yeah. and the the thing that's why I say your your first allegiance is to the is to your state. Even even so, we talking about even Native Americans, their first allegiance is going to be to the state they was. And if you want to collectively, type or a group of people, a band or whatever it is, right? You've got protection there because they're supposed to protect you then as a protected people too. So, people, so, so it's, it's two prongs. Facts. And now that you're saying it like that too, when you say protection, only thing protected is supposed to be property, right? Right. So, 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 
I want you to look at it like this, right? Human life is property. Even if you own yourself, that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They still, still got to give you protection, right? So, so the, the flesh and blood, they're supposed to protect that too. But the 14th Amendment was put in place for them to protect property, but there's other uh, protected classes. That's why I don't remember, I did a show about a year ago on protected classes of person. The Moors are in the protected class as well. You know, just look at the treaty. No U.S. citizen shall wound or kill a Moor, and no Moor is supposed to wound or kill a U.S. citizen. And then, and then don't, don't think they're going to let Moors kill Moors and U.S. citizens kill U.S. citizens. What happens if one U.S. citizen hurt another U.S. citizen? They come pick their ass up. They don't play that shit. You got to be. That's why I'm saying you got to operate out here honorably. You know, and then you can use these, you know, these laws to your benefit. You know, hell, even the church, even church and state. Think about that, right? For the longest, you had you had members problems with members of, of the clergy, right? Messing with children, right? And so then, what happens is you don't never hear about like nine times out of ten, you don't hear about the clergy going into a regular court. They going to the court of the Vatican. They keep, they actually practicing the separation of, of powers of church and state. Oh, okay, he's a member of the church. We're going to deal with him over here. Automatically separate. But, yeah, but the Vatican is organized as a political subdivision. No, I'm sorry, but First Ebenezer Baptist Church, Pentecostal, is not a political subdivision. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Church of God in Christ, on you know, on the corner of, of 27th Street, ain't ain't a political subdivision. Why? Because they're formed under the government, so they get equal protection under the U.S. government. But then they can't. There's certain shit that they can't do, as we know. That shit mind blowing, though, man. Yeah. Shit mind blowing as a motherfucker. It's deep because. It really, like, this is why I tell people, man, you know, people think I'm playing, bro, but you got to be careful about how you do your nationality because you come out of you come out of the system, you go into a different world. And then you got to figure out, oh, shit, they don't want to give me protection. So then you're really literally fighting for protection again. Yeah, and half of these listen, people think they're asking for protection. Really, they're asking for um uh, uh, they asked for for um, we not supposed to be asking for their protection, you know, because actually you will lose your you will lose you losing some of your power through taking some of some of their benefits, you know what I mean? That's a benefit. That's exactly right. That's a benefit. So understand that the difference between the benefit and then the, the inherent right. You got an inherent right to life and liberty, pursuit of happiness and freedom. That's an inherent right. You born with that right. Somebody trying to take that away, well, that's a problem. So you you have a you have an inherent right to live your life without restraint, without somebody telling you can't come and go, right? But then the, remember the government the government got to step in because you got certain groups of people who don't want you to have that right. Some people don't believe in liberty. Some people, because like I said, there's freedom. People with freedom over how, but what do they have the liberties? 
is up to the people. So liberty and freedom, they're supposed to go hand in hand. But not every U.S. citizen got the same liberties as a Moor. Yeah, but it should even abort. Oh, you oh, only oh. got really what you can uphold. If you can't uphold it, you ain't yeah. got a damn thing. You just slave. If you can't stand on your square, you ain't got nothing. Yeah. That's why you got to be able to stand on your square. That's, that's why you get people who come over here as free nationals from other countries, and they're nationals. I mean, you can, for instance, you, you, you have groups of people that come over here from other countries, and the government literally just gives them money to be over here. You know why the government gives uh Nationals' money, so they can exert, so, so they can assert jurisdiction over. Say that again. They give them that so they can assert jurisdiction over us. No, over them. If you come over, oh, here, yeah. let's say you come over here from, say you come over here from but, Taiwan, right? Or, yeah, or, but they or helping Indonesia. them. They helping them with the. They helping them with the agenda to keep their foot on our neck. Yeah, they're going to give them a little convenience yeah. store to sell poison or a little trolley. They're going to do something to hook them up as long as they stay in our neighborhood tying us up with it. Of course, and them, them people retain dual nationality. How many of us retain our dual nationality at birth? You, 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 you just became a U.S. citizen. Most people never think, oh, okay, I'm... I'm native New Yorker or native New Jerseyan or, or or native Missourian or native Kansas or whatever. People don't people don't do that. That's born here. They just go straight into all my US citizens. What about your organic state? People come yeah. over from other countries, they retain they retain that nationality. They keep that shit. Mm-hmm. So they still got the protection of their home state. Okay? And whatever treaties that that's there, and then they get the protection under the equal protection clause as well. It's a, but your first nationality is really what comes in play. So they try to erase that. And hopefully, hope that you don't know what that is. And turn you straight into That's a corporation they, and start to. Yeah. Yeah. You was born yeah. flesh and blood. Then they turn you into a corporation later. They tell you you can't speak and administrate. They ain't even turning you into a corporation. They actually turning you into a trust and administrating it. They just making you a trustee. Yeah, that's the case. Yep, that's the case. Trust. They actually don't even make you a trustee. They make you a surety. You're not a principal or nothing. They make you a surety of your shit. Uh, then you, they make you sure. Talk, you just paying the debt. <laughs> yeah, you, you just paying the debt. They make sure. They make you a surety, yeah. so they make sure. Yeah, they make sure that the surety pays. Motherfuckers. You know? So it's like, wait a minute, what about equal protection? What about my liberty? What about my freedom? They say, oh, well, well he don't have it. Because he's not claiming his state. Well, what you mean? My first, your first allegiance is to your state. But the federal government knows this. They're not teaching. This is all written in their law, so they're not going to teach you this. At all. Because it don't help at them all. out. It don't help them at all. But what what I'm understanding is, it's, uh, it's the if the government was ran right, it wouldn't it wouldn't be like it is. Like we looking at, we looking at the government as like a king or something, right? But the government the government should really be like a slave, manufacturing or making sure that everything runs for the good of all. You know what I'm saying? 
instead so of you talking about the so, so, so you talking about a because uh, uh, <laughs> we can talk about democracy, right? But then demo- democracy is mob rule. Like I said, then you got the republic, which means it's boss rule. So you to Republican society, who's the boss? So you know you can look at it like a monarchy, but a monarchy is king rule. You know, uh, so it, it has to be a, you know, and then you can look at theocratic, which is a theology. There's a lot of different types of societies. That's why, I mean, I, honestly, a democracy, a, a, a Republican form of democracy, may be one of the best type of, uh, you know, states to be in because people then have control over themselves. You know, and then the federal government has to step in for reinforcement, they do. Yeah, oh, that shit seems crazy. It does. People should just go you know, and learn how to take put the law back into their they being, their essence. Quit, uh... well, well, look, you got, you got democracies, monarchies, uh, oligarchies, you got dictatorships, you got theocracies, you got republics. You got representative democracies. You got absolute monarchies. You got constitutional monarchies. You got aristocracies. You got uh, autocracy. autocracy. You got direct democracy. You got authoritarianism. Democracy. You got presidential system. Constitutional democracy. I mean, I could go on. You see what I'm saying? So you got all of these forms of government that are implemented. And, and you know why they put and ain't none of them in place. control over over corporate uh corporate bodies. Corporate body politics. You know that they control. It's a problem, but like I said, dog, if we was just dealing with just the states and the federal government didn't step in to keep the states in check, you know what you would be dealing with, homie? You, you would be dealing with slavery all over again. They would be so quick to try to put people back in slavery because the states would be just setting their own laws. Like the states do that now; they set their own laws now. But there still could be some federal oversight to what the state is doing. So the state got a daddy, and the daddy is called the federal government. So, so the federal government, in a sense, becomes the monarchy. You and can't make the, this shit I up. Thought the federal, I thought the federal government got its power from the state. It's not real. Mm, so here's the thing. You would think that that would be true. But the federal government got the states under contract. A state still is supposed to retain its sovereignty, right? So states do retain their sovereignty. But then the state of gives up its sovereignty. And then we talk about different jurisdictions. What's the difference between the state of uh, Illinois and Illinois State? Two different jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. State of California and California State, two different jurisdictions. New York State, State of New York. Come on, man. I mean, so when you go of, you you, you denote incorporations. 
People Facts. know this shit. Go look at that. I talked about the, you know, when I did the shows on color, the color system, the mental color scale. They do everything based on uh, nationality and color and color system. Text me, yeah, one is sovereign, one is incorporated. You know, so you leave the, the, the sovereignty of the organic state and go into the state of as a corporation. But, but let's check it, though, based on how you're born. You, I mean, equal protection might be what you need. So we're still living in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s when they was, you know, or the 20s when they were still hanging niggas. You know, hanging people for what, for what reason? Because of the color of their skin? This is why that, that William Dungey case was so important, the Black Bob case, whatever, with, with Abraham Lincoln. I ain't familiar with you know? that one. That's the one where Abraham Lincoln defended the brother who, the dude's name was uh, Joseph Dungey or something like that, right? And he sued, dude sued his brother-in-law because his brother-in-law, they called him a Negro or something like that. And he was discriminated. He said, wait, wait a minute. You discriminated against me. So Abraham Lincoln stepped in, basically, and he defended him. And he said, and he said, look, just because he was born with black skin doesn't make it a crime. What makes it a crime is when he's calling himself that. He's a Moor. And the judge was like, you mean more like M-O-O-R-E or more like M-O-O-R? Oh, Okay. Hold on a second. I'm going to give you the exact case. I, I, I got it right here in the book. I'll pull it just a second here. So, because I want to, I want it to be. Was that I'm, supposed to be his, was that supposed to be his friend or something? You know, I don't know. I mean, that, that, that was, you know, at that point, I don't know. What, what I do know is that, you know, I, we're talking about something that happened over a hundred years ago. So I, I can't speak on that. I do know is that that was his attorney. Abraham Lincoln was his attorney. You know what I'm saying? But here it is. I, I got it. I'm gonna pull it just so just so we, you know, for 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 factual information. All right. So the case was just a second. I'll give you the facts here. All right. So case was Abraham Lincoln. Um, this was in, like it was in Illinois. All right. Um, hold on. Pulling it up here. All right. So, and anybody can pull this up. Um, online, because this shit's online. All right, hold on. I'm trying to get to the right part of this book here. Mm-hmm. Okay, here it is. Lincoln defends Black Bill. All right, it says, among 10 original Lincoln documents discovered uh, in the summer, uh, last summer, in the DeWilt County Courthouse is a bond for a cost of William Dungey versus Joseph Spencer, written but not signed by Lincoln. It was part of the interesting slander case, right? And so um, 
the case argued that DeWitt County Circuit Court, Clinton, Illinois, in May, October 1855, terms involved much more than a defamation of character and suggested that Huck Finn's friend, Jim, might have reconsidered his plans of escape or freedom. He reckoned uh, at bold and mind with whatever that is. So here it is. It says, 1851, William Dungey, a dark-skinned young man of Portuguese descent, married Joseph Spencer's sister. A family quarrel ensued, which became so bitter that in January 1855, Spencer claimed throughout the community that his brother, Black Bill, was a Negro. Since 1819, Illinois' laws permitted quasi-slavery and restricted the immigration of free blacks into the state. As other northern states passed personal liberty laws, see, there's that word liberty, liberty laws granting additional rights to free blacks, Illinois toughened its stance against them. In 1848, Illinois' constitution required the General Assembly to pass such laws uh, as will effectively prohibit free persons of color from immigrating to and settling in the state. Those prohibitions were passed uh, as the black laws, okay? And then they went into force on February 12, 1853, the future of Emancipator's 44th birthday. So William Dungey faced losing not only his reputation, but his marriage, his property, and his right to remain in Illinois. So Section 10 of 1853 law stated that every person who should have one-fourth Negro blood should have been deemed a mulatto. William Dungey uh, retained Abraham Lincoln to quash the possibility that he might be judged a Negro and therefore suffered the severe penalties under the 1853 Act. So Lincoln filed his declaration charging Joseph Spencer with slander um, on April 17, 1855, and he sought $1,000 in damages, right? So, um, you know, the case, so this, this, how, this is how I went into the case, right? According to Lawrence, right, uh, Lincoln's talents as a trial lawyer were evident in his argument for Dungey. He stated that Lincoln questioned Spencer's character by demonstrating how Spencer went from house to house uh, gabbing that Dungey was a nigga. That's what he said. He emphasized that Lincoln's tone and pronunciation had a curious touch of um, ludicrous uh, – oh, excuse me. Uh, uh, I don't even know how you say that word. We're going to keep going. <laughs> I don't want to butcher the word. Right? But he said Lincoln further undermined Spencer by using uh, humor to persuade the jury that there was reasonable doubt regarding Dungey's race. This is what he said. He said, my client is not a Negro, though it is not a crime to be a Negro. Excuse me, though it is a crime to be a Negro, no crime to be born with a with a black skin. Well, my client is not a Negro. Said, his skin may be may not be as white as ours, but I say he is not a Negro, though he may be a Moor. So Mr. Lincoln interrupted Judge Davis, uh, scarcely able to restrain a smile. You mean a Moor, not a Moor? So he spelled the M-O-O-R, not uh, M-O-O-R-E. He says, well, Your Honor, M-O-O-R, not C-H-M-O-O-R-E, replied Mr. Lincoln with a sweep of his long arm toward the table where, where M-O-O-R-E and I sat. Uh, I said my client I said, I said client may be a Moor, but he's not a Negro. Right? So anyways, he ended up winning that case, okay? Um, and they, they, the man was guilty, right? He ended up having to pay $600 in damages, right? Because he was slandering him. He was walking around slandering him, calling, calling him uh, a, a Negro or a nigger, right? A, a very a derogatory term to people in the community. Lincoln came through and was like, nah, he's a Moor. And so, so, so other dudes either prove it or he he loses he gonna he being he gotta pay the fine he gotta prove that he uh 
Yeah, you yeah, gotta man. be able to prove. What you mean I'm a Negro? What you? No, I'm not a Negro. I'm a Moor. You know that's slander. If you don't think it's that same shit happens today, it does. You can sue somebody for slander for calling you that. I wonder what you it was. Well, yeah, because you still. I don't know. That's it. Yeah, it's kind of like. Is it violating the freedom of speech at the same time, though? No. It's because it's slander. You can't, that's called hate speech. You can't, you can't do hate speech on people. Okay, you can say something out loud, but you can't direct it to somebody. Yeah, you, you can't go, I can't go around and say something derogatory and hateful against you and spread rumors about you and then ruin your character and who you are as an individual. Just because I don't like you, that don't give me a right to do that. You got to be honorable. If I say I'm a more, that's what I am. So don't call me a Negro. So I'll pay me six hundred dollars. <laughs> he wanted a thousand, <laughs> but he, he paid him six. So we talking about thank you, Rich uh, Yeah, we talking about natural law. You know, this this stuff, man, you know, I ain't going to lie, man. This is, you know, this is one of them topics where, you know, we you got to really dig into this because, you know, they don't want people with this information. They don't want people knowing this, especially if if, if more so, so-called so African-Americans or any other red. Because, look, like, look at the Italians, man. You, you know, they have Italians labeled, you know, and I had an Italian guy I spoke to about this, right? And he, he, he did not like the fact that he had to put down black. Because because there wasn't anywhere for him to write in with Italian. See what I'm saying? So technically, black could be a derogatory term. Now, if, if you're looking at it colloquially, and we're talking about the greatness of absorbs all colors and all of that, that's that's amazing, right? Black is beautiful.
And I know a lot of people misunderstood it, so I want you to be able...
right, we're back. Let's go to 862 800. You on the line? Hi, how are you? Can, well, can you hear me? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, great. I have a question um, in regards to since you guys were just talking about basically tying your nationality and using like the state's benefits, I'm trying to prevent that for my kids. So basically what we've done, we've already gone forth with like creating um, an EIN for them. However, um, I noticed with some accounts, some businesses are asking us because they're minors to give a social security number from the parent, like us. So I'm just confused as to what I should give, only because we haven't set up our test yet, and I don't want to mess anything up with them. You want to use the the privacy app? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to give them my social security number. No, you're not you're not required to give them a social security number. You can use the privacy act. Okay. Cause I'm like we did that all was the whole purpose of the privacy act. Okay. So mention the privacy act. Yep. Okay. Because I have the whole, I have the whole point my... of the privacy act was so that so that you could keep the social security number private. The social security number was technically not supposed to be given out for the purposes. Gotcha. Okay. Now, um, I also have, like, I have my 9-8, and I also have an estate number. Should I give one of those or just mention the Privacy Act and just say I'm not obligated to give you that information? No, you're not obligated to give me any of that information. Now, and the 9-8 number is supposed to stay private. That was the whole point of the 9-8 number. The 9-8 right. number is a right. trust number. So it's supposed to remain in the private. Right, that's why I didn't. That's why I called in because I was. I don't want to mess anything up. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm I mean, just concerned they're gonna deny. Okay. So if that's my so if I give them the EIN, that's what I was thinking I could do. Um, it's just with the EIN that I created for my kids, that's under the nine eight. Like I created them as an unincorporated association, so I just don't want to like mess anything up if I end up giving them my estate number. Yeah, I would I would leave that out. You don't need to give them estate number. Give them an EIN. Okay. They don't need, what, okay. what is your course specifically? I'm sorry? What, what are you using it for? So, for instance, um, I have insurance through my employer. But I obviously don't want to put my kids under that because that's through my social. So I'm trying to create a new insurance for them. So when I called to do open a new policy, they said, sure, that's no problem. Um, we can do that. However, we're going to need your social security number because they're minors. Yeah. So and then I was like, I'll call you back. The reason why, yeah, the reason why they want your social is because they got to create that bond. Mm-hmm. That's why they want the social security number, so they can create the bond. That was the whole point okay. of it. So you you might want to go a little deeper into their policy. And, and even in the, uh, the Social Security Act and uh, the Privacy Act, you might want to pull out the clauses that specify what you have to give it for. Now, you're going to them for a service such as insurance. Now, what I would suggest is that you look into what they call self-insurance, uh, you know, which, where you can get a bond that would essentially pay out. Um, in the event that there was a problem, like health, 
something of that nature. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's what, that's I, will what I would Okay. Still look up self insurance. Okay. Because yeah. I was now, thinking that now, I'm like, they could always we're talking just about self insurance. Look at medical insurance. Right. Medical insurance. Because most of the policies, they're going to ask you your social security number. That's pretty standard. With these companies. Because yeah. you got remember, they're using your energy to create the policy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Well, they, they're yeah. going to use your energy to create that policy. Okay. All right. That, so I'll try. How they get down. But pull pull the privacy act, and then I will pull okay. I will pull the social security act too. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna and try to do that. <laughs> if you still got some problems, hit me up in the private, you know, and I see if I can maybe walk you through it, you know, because there's there's okay. trust me there are, there are ways around getting insurance without having to give up your personal social security. Right. All right, I will definitely look into that today. Yeah, because everyone I've okay. called, they keep asking me for the social, and I'm like, oh man, I'll call y'all back. I gotta get, uh, I gotta get an answer for this. Yeah, you can look into doing a bond. I mean, you know, and, and based upon the bond, you say, okay, you know, because you can go to a bonding company and tell them specifically, hey, look, we want to get a bond, you know, on our family. You know, in the event that somebody gets sick, you know, we want to be able to use the bond and have the bond pay out. You know, and then, okay. of course, you'd have to pay a premium from the bond. But that's all they do is they're bonding you, that's, and then they have an underwriter. A bond, a bonding company does the same thing. Right. Okay. All and right. Thank it. you so much. I will oh, yeah, you're more than welcome. That. And if I don't get through, then, yeah, yeah, I will definitely um, hit you up for a consultation. Thank you. Okay, you're more than welcome. You have a great day. You too. Okay, peace. All right, um, we're going to take a real, real quick break. We'll be right, right back. Don't go nowhere. And I know a lot of people misunderstood it, so I want you to be able to say it. Um, I think it was Details Magazine. You talked about, you used the word God, and that's what messed everybody up. But you said you, something to the effect, you were a self-made God. Explain it. Um... I made up my mind to make a change in my life when I was 16 years old. We are all gods on this planet, every man and every woman. We create life. We can take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah. And people criticize the statement? No, not to my knowledge. It's the first yeah. time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people tend to play down our power. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about it. This next guy do it unless there's God above to do it. There's a lot of things that have to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. Mm-hmm. 
and until we embrace the fact that we are as powerful uh, as we are as beings, we're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made from our children to our adults to our elderly to whatever situation you want to talk about. Okay, we, we got to run to a quick commercial, and they're going to do a cut from the album, and we're waiting for an Isaac Hayes album soon. You can sure invite him. Right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we back. Let's go to uh, 310-403. You're on the line. Peace to the gods. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, welcome to the show. That's Friday. What up? Yes, 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 yes. Happy Holy Day. Happy holidays. Yeah. yeah. Yo, uh, yeah, with those insurance companies, man, I, you know, I've worked in the insurance in- industry for a long time, and uh, you got to realize with them, they just like banks, they're intermediaries. They really, when you look at the operations behind the policies and all that, they really are banks, you know. Yes, that's, yes that's they where are. They really make their money with that, that policy money is to deal with. So, yep. that's yeah, like That's like getting whole life right? They hype that shit up, but they don't tell you, you know, hey, we operate like a bank because we're going to let you spend your own money against yourself, but they're not telling you that we sitting back holding all your money making interest on Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's how they do. Exactly. They don't even tell you all that. So, <laughs> so yeah, so when you go get those kind of services, you just have to remember that they are an intermediary, so kind of is what it's going to be unless you go do it yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly right. You know, I, I thought that was interesting what she asked, though, because, you know, when we talk about the whole equal protection shit, that's why the only reason why they gave people the social. So, so this way they could, you know, they could say, oh, okay, well, this person's got a social, so they, they have to be under the 14th Amendment, right? So this means you have to give out a social. Well, but what about people who come to this country that want insurance that don't have a social? They got ITIN. They got, oh, regular ass EIN numbers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, I, I, I like headman insurance, which is cool. You know, but you gotta be careful what type of insurance you get, man. You know, you can get a group policy, probably be better than getting personal. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't dove in on that private side of insurance yet. I, that's a little uh, advanced. It might be tricky to to get done right. But uh, all that because it's different than you know you getting stuff on your on your car and different things like that, and the house and all that. It's a different than when you start dealing with the medical for the for the natural person or the person. However, you yeah, set it's it up. completely different. I don't know how to it's do completely that. Completely different. But, it is uh, how you set it up. Yeah. Now, um, oh, man. one other question. One, one uh, question I had when I, I was listening, uh, what I was thinking about was, um, it's, it's confusing with that whole, you were mentioning the whole, you know, the states and their, the 14th Amendment side versus their organic side. And yep. that that shit gets confusing because not every state, it's not that simple with the with the state of or, or just saying state. Because there's, there's some states, like the state, of, uh, state I'm on right now is... Um, their original constitution, it actually says state of Maryland. Like you know, it, it actually says yeah. that's what it's called in the original yeah. constitution. You remember I don't, the 13 colonies? I don't know how you differentiate. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so the way I, the way I look at that, right? You go back and you look at because it's really only thirteen states, thirteen original states, technically. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at the thirteen and everything else, then then because you like, for instance, if you go look at, at um, Kansas, was called Kanasa, Kanasa little side, right? Mm-hmm. So some of that shit, you got to go back. You got to go back to the Aboriginal Republic. Yeah, that was that was one thing I always wondered too. What if you not born in one of those original thirteen colony states and you were in a state that wasn't you were born until a lot later? Yeah, you was born in the real republic. You mm-hmm. was born under the real republic. You know, uh Iroquois Confederation. The Hondanese and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's very yep. it's very difficult to discern because they've written so many codes, statutes, ordinances, and they've done so many conventions for different constitutions. So it it just it looks different. Strip all that away and go back to the very beginning. Sometimes you gotta go back to well, what was in this state before they wrote that constitution? Most times it was just tribes. I mean, the, the yeah. whole part of America at one point was you know small kingdoms and tribes. Well, yeah, yeah, because they tell you, like, go back and and look at, you know, what it was, what they called it and this and that before the Constitution and all that. And uh, what what was interesting, the state I was born in, Indiana, I was going back, and I I just might not have found it, but I was going back, and in those treaties and things, they never talked about a name. They just said from this, you know, they gave, like, from this river to this area here, like, like they said it like that, like this to here, this to here. You know, they, they gave the location based on landmarks, but they never said a name or what it was called beforehand. Like, they never acknowledged a prior name. See, uh, by, 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 um, by what's his name? Um, oh, it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, the, 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 the brother, the brother who, who basically went in and he, he filed everything with the Library of Congress with the leaps and the bounds and all of that. Oh, uh, not CM Bay. Um, Uriel Bay. Yeah, Uriel. Yeah. yeah. Uriel went, went back further and he did the research. He went back to because most that most of the original stuff was in Latin. It was written in Latin. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you you yeah. got to go back to old records and some of that shit. You got to be able to read Latin to understand. <laughs> right. That, man, yeah, That's I've been trying to. I've been trying to. Then what? Most of your law has Latin context to it, pretext. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. souls, just things, you know, uh, you know, shit like that. You know, the, the words they use. What they say, words of art. Yep. Latin, my homie. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get back to that, you get back to that state, then that's what puts you back into the republic, which then puts you, you know, in touch with the uh, with the empire and everything, all, all the du jour. That's where you can get to those, uh, you know, that's where you get to your true nationality. If I get that, because you know, that's that's like with the passport process. 
And then when you do when you declare a nationality for for the trust, is that essentially that would be right then to do the same nationality that you did on your passport? Like the trust would be under that same nationality? Yeah, it could be it could be considered the same. So so like I said, your your first allegiance is to the state you was born in. You can't get away from that. That's your personal allegiance. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, it, and then yeah. it goes from that to, okay, this is my nationality. I mean, you got people who, who got multiple allegiances. As long as they're not at war with each other, we're not at war. Ain't been no ain't, ain't been no war on this land in a long time. So anything else is civil. We ain't in no civil war. If we are, it's because it's in the, the minds of some bigots. You know, so yeah, yeah. you go back to... Original jurisdiction. Okay, yeah, because that, that's the one of the one things I've been struggling with is trying to understand the, the you know when I put in the trust minutes to declare the nationality for the trust, I really have a good comprehension on how that trust nationality should be spelled out. Yeah, I, I think I, I read that a couple of weeks ago um, at a, at a one of my handbooks, and it talked about that in there, where it specifically went into the fact that uh, the the, the holder of the passport, the state on the passport is your nationality. And then it goes into, okay, well, if you're in trust, then you retain the nationality of the trust. So so even if you had an LLC set up, your LLC has a nationality of, of the person who owns it. So if the person who owns it is a Moor, and, and then the Moor is in the trust, and the trust uh, has a nationality of being a Moor, then that's what it is. Okay. It's diplomatic in nature. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I know I had something else, but it slipped my mind, man. I can't even think of it right now. It's all good. You know, I'm around if you want to hop back in. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, God. All right. Appreciate All right, the question. Yep. Yeah. All right. Peace. All right, peace. All right, let's go to, uh, let's take a lot of time. Let's go to 314 280. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. 314 280. How are you? All right. Hey, Joey, I got a question for you. Now, the. I've been teaching my grandbabies that there wasn't any slavery. And then, um, so, so I was teaching them that, uh, uh, voluntary servitude. So was there slavery? Or was there not slavery? Well, you got, well, you got to ask yourself, right? And you, and you was in the service. What happens when you become a POW? Say what now? A POW? Yeah, prisoner of war. Right. Is that not a form of, of service? Right. But you were saying slavery. Was there slavery? Or was there, or we, or is it voluntary servitude? 
being a prisoner of war can make you uh, a, a, a slave until 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 you get until you become free and have liberty. You become a slave. Yeah, but the Constitution said that there wasn't any slavery in in, in the United States. So, I so I've been giving them the wrong information. Slavery was outlawed as far back as the Articles of Confederation Association. So what you're dealing with is is POWs. You were dealing with people who, who became involuntary slaves to war. They became subject to war, and then and then they became set. So the, and remember, the states was at war with each other. That's why the federal government stepped in. And then the federal government emancipated the slaves and brought them over to the federal side and then gave them equal protection under the law. Mm. That's where your 14th okay. Amendment came in play. 13th Amendment sets mm. the prisoners of war free. They'll never call them prisoners of war because they don't want you to know that's what they were. Well, all you got to go do is look at the war list. You can literally go pull the civil rights, I mean the civil rights, you can go pull the, the civil war records and look at everybody that was captured in war. And then, and, and then you can cross-reference that same list with the slave rolls. And you're going to find some people on the slave rolls that was on that roll. They were prisoners of war. Mm. That's some deep shit. Yeah, they it is real deep. Home. My ancestors had all this land, and they went off to go fight, and they lost their land. And then when they got returned to the land in that state, they returned to the land as prisoners of war. So some of them returned to their own land, and then and then the person who took their land in war would take their name. Mm. This happened. This kept happening. So that's where the whole 40 acres in the mill shit came from. Okay, well, let's give these people 40, let's give all these people 40 acres in the mill. Mm. So we they, think, they, they sleep. So let's give them some land back. Mm, mm, mm. That's, that's deep. That's deep. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to do a little bit. More research, I communicate with you on that. Uh, so I yeah, can go absolutely. back. Uh, um, I, I should go back and study uh, uh, the Civil War. Study the Civil War. Is that what you say? You might study the, the Civil War. War too, but study the Civil okay. War and then and then look at the look at the prisoners of war. All you gotta do is look at the roles for for the Civil War. They call them the, the, the Civil War roles, and then cross reference uh-huh. those with the slave roles, and cross reference those with the with the with the dogs roles, and then you'll see sometimes you'll run across the same names in the same family, and you'll okay. see where because it'll tell you when that person got they tell you when that person got captured in war. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, my brother, I'm a yellow okay. flow. Uh, I'm a all right, Marte, give me a call later today. Yes, sir. All right. Peace to God. Okay, brother. Peace to God. Let's go to uh, take one more caller. 917-804. You're on the line. Oh, peace to the God, Joey. Peace to the God. 
Hey, I ain't gonna take up long. <clears throat> I just wanted to, you know, show my respect and big up the show. Thank you, God. I appreciate that. No doubt, no doubt. You know, we I'm always learning, man. Growing on the information. You have a great Absolutely. day, brother. It's good info too. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. I, I think Sunday I'm, I'm gonna. I appreciate Bonte asking that. I think Sunday I'm gonna go into the Civil War and I'm gonna break some of that shit down. I'm gonna show you exactly how they became, how people became prisoners of war. I'll pull out. I got the books. So I'll pull them out. Oh shit, that's gonna be a good show. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that on Sunday. No doubt. No peace right, to peace God. God. I'm not gonna hold you. Peace to the God. Let's go to 310403. You're on the line again. What's up, brother? Yeah, hey, man. Uh, that conversation you just had with Marte made me, made me think of something real quick, too. One, one of the things that really opened my eyes was um, I looked into the, uh, the, Barbary, the Barbary slave trade. And you, yep. and you see there where the Moors were coming up Barbary. from northern Africa and enslaving, uh, you know, pale Christians. And, and bringing them back, like, and that, I mean, and it was going. And look at the years. Check out the years that was going on, and they were enslaving them so much that they would abandon their, like, they would stop having villages on the seaside because they were getting, they were getting uh, wiped up. And, and that's um, right. That's you gotta right. think, like, the Crusade, the Christian Crusade. Crusade this, yeah, this like, yeah, the uh, the Moors were coming up there enslaving them. In all over Europe, and gave, they would bring them back and give them a chance to uh, to get down. And if they if they did, they got with the ways, and they would be a day. And they and they yep. break down how the bays the bays and the days were the ones that that would go up into Europe and and, uh, and, and catch them and get them and bring them back. Yeah. So and, and then you this look at the years that was going on. Yeah, and, and you look at the year like it didn't end until late too, like. You look at the years it was going on, you're like, okay, if they're getting enslaved by Moors up there this whole time, I'm supposed to believe that they, at that exact same period, you know, going to Africa and getting slaves and bringing them over here, right? It's just something that just doesn't add up. Right, how come they call America Northwest Africa? Where were they really pulling the slaves from? Remember White yeah. Cargo? The, the, the first people who was coming over here,
That's why people don't know what, what really happened. Because of, because of reconstruct, they reconstructed history with the reconstruction. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And people, I, it's funny, man, because I, I talk to certain people, and they always have these stories. You know, I, I say, man, how how were uh, we slaves like that when, you know, he, there's this evidence we were running government this year, and, you know, we had all this money going into the early 1900s, and they always say, well, it's because when, when we got free, they gave us land back, and we knew how to work it because we were slaves, so we, we got back on real quick, and we were, you know, we were rich. And, I, you know, and I'm always like, you mean, there's more to it than just working the land. You got to know business. You got to know all that. You mean to tell me your slaves just consistently, you know, got, got land and started coming up real quick and learn business and no. commerce and all that? Like, nah, man, come on. That even makes no, sense. because well, they tell you a lot of people couldn't. They say a lot of people couldn't read, right? And they say, oh, because you can't. If you if you can't read and write, you can't sign your name, then you can't have land. That's what they said. Well, I think that was that. Was, that might be they couldn't read or write English. Right. So so remember that's that's why I went back to the whole Latin thing. A lot of us were speaking. Yeah. We wasn't just speaking English on this land. Right. Remember, remember, Muhammad. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They say read and write. You put a, I mean, you put a paper in uh, Arabic in front of me today. I'm gonna be like, I don't know what that is. What the heck? I can't read that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that, that's why it's important to understand that. I mean, you if you think about the, um, uh, uh, I forget, I forget the name of the of it, but the, the guy that was enslaved. He was supposed to be from Africa. He was a prince, and then he he but he spoke Arabic, so he wrote to he wrote to the Sultan, and they released him, right? And and they automatically assumed that he was a Moor because he spoke and wrote in Arabic. But what about those of us who, who was Moors that didn't that didn't write in Arabic? It didn't make us any less uh, of a Moor. It didn't make you any less of a you know of of a free man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You would think. You think. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I just wanted to add that. Well, I checked that out. That I mean, you can find it on Wikipedia and stuff like that, man. It it really opened my eyes, and I I just took some time to read read up on that that Burberry slave trade. It probably was the draft. Talk about the, the, the Treaty of Gent too, because it's not it's not something that people really know about. We know about. A lot of other treaties that pertain to the Moors. What about the treaties? You know, because there were treaties that, that were signed before that. But, you know, I appreciate you bringing that up. That's an important. That's an important aspect. Right. Right. No doubt. No. Uh, okay, Carl. Right, All right. All right. Peace. been a great show. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, everybody, who came and asked questions. If you're in the chat, if you always want to ask a question, you're more than welcome to. Um, or you can call in. If I get your questions in the chat, I'll be happy to answer. Uh, MakeMoreCommerce.com. Come join our private community. I right, get some information. I right, stay updated on what we're doing. Upcoming seminar coming up, St. Louis. Don't come on no BS. Come ready to learn, man. That's what it is, all right? So I'm, so I'm going to say uh, happy holiday day, happy Friday to y'all, man. Have a great day. From here to beyond, all right? Holla at y'all Sunday. Peace to the God. Oh.